Hello everyone, welcome to the second summer special of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and for the first time in a long time, we have got a full house. I'm joined by Ed and Mikey. How are you both doing, boys? Hey, yeah, yes. Justing off the cobwebs and, you know, getting back into it now for me. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. Very much looking forward to this. Been missing this on the, of an evening. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, it's it's weird doing these when it's it's light outside. I've noticed because like, <laughs> yeah. no, normally I'm, I'm trying to get like the screen brightness down so like I don't look like a vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah having having sort of sunlight out is uh, is a bit of a treat. It's lovely. This right. is where this is where I think we need a beer garden session. Yeah. Beer garden pod. <laughs> It's, it's, it's hard enough to stop my microphone picking up the sound of the uh, the boiler ticking it out. Let <laughs> alone the, the humdrummery of a, of, a, of a beer garden. Yeah, the uh, the fizz of a, an orange Thatcher's. Now <laughs> then, all the more reason to get us to a beer garden. I know a few. Do you? I've, I've never been in one. <laughs> oh, grow up. <laughs> no, we, we all love it. Close we on all... 40 now, Reese. You're close on 40. I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30. It's going to be one. That's why I shaved. (laughs) Uh, Right, I think I'd better do the admin. I'm I'm forgetting how to podcast. We're not going to be quite as uh, slick. There's going to be some handling errors, I think. Uh, But yes, just to say thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it, even if we are being quite intermittent throughout the summer. If you'd like to get in touch, and Twitter is still in existence tomorrow... Elon's doing his best to pay to that. Uh, we are at FL Rugby Pod on the Twitter. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Ed's lurking, but he's uh, he's not playing. <laughs> and Mikey, how do the uh, good people of the internet get in touch with you? It is Mikey S. Harris. And I've written this down this week, so I don't forget. It's Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase, don't know if it matters. It's not all of it. It's just the Mikey S. Harris bit. Yeah, the all lowercase. Don't know if it matters. Is just my my thoughts, as it says on Twitter. <laughs> my thoughts are my own. I think we're going to have to start making contingency plans for when Twitter actually finally buries itself. Uh, we might we might have to do something else. We might like a, to... like a mailing list or something. Yeah, or a Discord server or a, a subreddit. <gasps> a Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast subreddit well, that could be a show. This, yeah, we'll see. Or we could do a Twitch stream. We could become thoughts. <laughs> For what? <laughs> well, basically, um, people will pay good money to just watch us chat of an evening. Do they? Well, not us, but, you know, good, 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 good podcasters. Good podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, if anybody would like to uh, suggest that we start a Twitch stream, then, yeah. You know. let's, let's do some deals. Let's, let's see if it's financially viable. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's probably as financially viable as running a, a rugby team in Cardiff right now. <laughs> oh, topical. <laughs> yeah. We, we, well, we, we strive for topicality. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mikey, well, how did you, uh, how was your weekend? What have you been up to? Absolutely about? flat out, and I don't mean on my back either. Well, go on. Well, it all started with a session in the Ponty Lido for me and a little one. You're not supposed to drink in there. One new. Oh well, there we are. We'll try again next time. I'll try not to get chucked out this time. It bumped in, bumped into a, an old adversary who I've uh, spent some time on the park playing against. Oh, I. Uh, uh, both of us have uh, have little ones, and I done. I, I didn't know at the time, of course. Like, and it turns out uh, that they're both seven years old, so they they made friends straight away, even ah. before they jumped into the pool. Oh, so that was that was lovely. Awesome. That was. And then uh, Saturday afternoon, spent a bit of time down uh, Aberavon Beach. 
trying to spy on what was going on in the uh, Swansea Air Show. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I managed to catch uh, a couple of big old buses in the air. Oh, and um, to this day, I really still cannot comprehend how the hell them things stay up for as long as they do. It shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, for some reason, like if, well, not for some reason, if the wind is blowing the opposite to prevailing around here, you do sometimes see planes coming into land at Cardiff Airport and, or, or that neck of the woods. And anyway, we've been getting a lot more sort of large military aircraft flying <laughs> overhead lately. And yeah, they're just like, they just, they just seem so slow yeah. as well. Yeah. They're really like disconcerting as this mm. sort of lumbering across the horizon there. Like a glitch in the matrix or something. Yeah. 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 You do have to sort of double take. Like when you see a massive bird in flight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just see this now and again when I'm uh, down the veil looking over towards uh, towards St. Athens there, like in uh, yeah, yeah. Cardiff Airport. They're huge, even from yeah. distance. So does your, uh, like does, does your story stop at the uh, the Red Arrows in Aberavon? Oh, it or? doesn't. It doesn't. Right. It got better on Sunday, <laughs> believe it or not. Go on, Oh, I was nothing but a chauffeur on Sunday. Ah. Nothing but a measly chauffeur. My little one has a better social life than I do. <laughs> As it as it should be, yeah. As it should be, absolutely. Uh, two two birthday parties, one after another, and then a very tight little end going to bed last night. Oh, I bet. And, Sorry, she, yeah. and, and she slept right through, and I was so glad. It's a lot of a lot of excitement <laughs> and cherry aid. Oh, plenty of it, like plenty of it. How about you, Edbert? Uh, what? Uh, so we had a bunch of Jen's Bristol mates over on Saturday for the whole day. And two of them bought their young kids, which was uh, intense, busy. Mm. <laughs> uh, like it was just one of those ones, just sitting around chatting, so not a lot of uh, too much excitement. And then yesterday, we went with one of her friends and his two children to Caffili Castle. Oh, yeah, I know. North on the A four seventy, and do uh, do. We've got a couple of dragons there at the moment. Dowie and Derwen. Uh, with, with I, the, what position do they play? I think uh, <laughs> nine and ten. <laughs> I think uh, they know each other inside and out. Do, do they know? <laughs> uh, and yeah, we went there. And to be honest, it's the first time I've actually um, gone around Caffili Castle. The last, the only, only time I've been there was for a wedding reception, which was pretty amazing. Yeah to like to go to yeah uh that was quite a fun evening but uh yeah so i you know it's uh it's not not much happening inside the castle it is just a shell but uh it was quite interesting quite quite fun to walk around and imagine the being attacked from (laughs) from the outside yeah modern 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 life's just too boring isn't it what you need is a good siege (laughs) good siege you know suit of a suit of armor and a steed yeah, and, and, a and, and, the con- stick. and the constant threat of famine and disease. <laughs> Nothing beats it. Nothing keeps you on your toes. No. Uh, so what are you, Henry? I joined my family on at the end of their holiday on Friday. So my parents, my sister, her partner, and their kids all went off to West Wales for the week, off to Larn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I I couldn't make it. I was working, but I did manage to go up on the Friday. Sorry, the Thursday evening. Uh, that was nice. Went to say hello. Um, then Friday, we all went off to the National Botanical Gardens in, well, near Carmarthen. 
Um, that was uh, that was bigger than I thought. I thought it was just going to be that little that greenhouse structure, but there's actually quite a lot of grounds around it. So we ended up walking quite a long way, and it was absolutely hammering wow. down. So that was great. Did you did you do anything with the birds of prey? Uh, we're not a little shifty. Uh, we didn't. We weren't like our visit didn't coincide with any of the the shows. Uh, but Toby, he's he's uh, pushing. He's come up to four years old oh. now. And he, the entire time he's just like, I want to go see the gruffalo. It's like, yeah, but Toby, this eagle's got a six foot wings on. Don't care, gruffalo. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that was the rest of the trip. We, when we got the gruffalo, he was terrible. Like, Get away from that gruffalo, I'll go race. <laughs> take, take me back to see that six foot wingspan quick. Yeah, yeah, I want to see the eagles. And, uh, well, after that, then I, it was straight back to Cardiff Airport uh, with Kate and her dad. And we went off to Dublin to watch the Gaelic football quarterfinals. Uh, her dad's an Armar fan, so Armar unfortunately lost to Monaghan. Did get to go to the Guinness factory. Nice, good man. Yes, yeah, so I had a pint of the the Mavalod, and I've got a theory. Go on. It is mostly better in Dublin, the Guinness, but by but by how much? Well, it depends on time, because I think you, you get it, you get it straight from the source, right? And there's a sweetness to it. And I think that sweetness is carbohydrate, and I think it also helps with the texture. I think it makes it thicker. As it travels, that carbohydrate continues to get consumed, and by the time it gets over here, that's where the smokiness punches through a bit, more, and you don't and you don't get that sweetness. Because um, I did also have a pint in the in Croke Park, and yeah, it was more like you'd expect in this neck of the woods. And then I had a pint in a pub in Dublin. And that was sort of in between the two. So yeah, I really do think that it doesn't travel particularly well. Is Interesting. My I half-baked conclusion. I heard they pump Guinness straight into the pubs in Dublin. I uh, they did address some myths on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one. The other being the water doesn't come from the Liffey; it comes from the the mountains. So yeah, but uh, yeah, then it was straight back, straight back to work this morning, and uh, well, then a little climb, and I was now was pod time. So with that, shall we do the news? Let's mm. do it. Excellent. Uh, first big bit of news, and Dragons are back in private ownership. Start with uh, you, Ed. How are you feeling on that oh. one? Right. Uh, I will admit, I haven't uh, read the article yet, but as a sort of outsider rugby fan who has not a high tolerance for the WIU's interference with the regions, I think it's a great move. And um, I'm sure Mike, you will be able to give us a more in-depth answer, but um, I'm quite excited for it. Like um, like you said in the thread, David Buttress has been very vocal and very active and he seems very engaged with the Dragons fan base and seems to be quite well liked by them as well. And I think that's just like, a, you know, like we had with Peter Thomas. I think if you get a benefactor that is loved by everyone, uh they're more likely to put their hands in their pocket as well. But also I think, uh, they, yeah, they, 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 they love the club as much as the fans. So, yeah, I think so. How, how about you, Mikey? Where are you on this one? Yeah, uh, absolutely chuffed to bits for the Dragons, like, and uh, the staff, the coaches, the players, and the, the, the fans, of course, no less. Like, and um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great move. And I think, uh, like I said, he's a great, uh, David Buttress is a great boy doing great things for, for the Gwent region. And um, interestingly enough, I think what probably one of the most coop things they've done is they've um, purchased Rodney Parade as well. And yeah. the lot of it, uh, that's massive. Yeah. 
that's surely going to ensure the sustainability of the region. I didn't even say <laughs> no. That, that, that was a, that was that was a stray blip, Bell. That, that, that was a, that was a test. Was it? That, that was that was just a drill. <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, back back. I got, back I've, got you, I've got you nervous now. No, that's you have. You. Um, yeah, uh, and it's going to be massive because um, when, when the WRU owning the um, Rodney Parade during this sort of crossover period where it was discussed. Um, that David Butteris and the consortium were just going to buy, purchase the dragons, as in, I suppose, of the playing staff and the staff and look after that element. And the WRU were to develop uh, on Rodney Parade thereafter. But um, I suppose, considering the financial position of the WRU and sort of rugby throughout the world, as it stands in the minute, the sooner the WRU would have to offload a bit of something for a bit of something. Uh, the better. So I think um, I don't know whether the the consortium have had it relatively cheap. I don't know. Like, but there's 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 no cheap deal when it comes in the millions. But it's certainly going to do a lot of good. I think. And um, I think it's time for the dragons now to, to to rebuild on on the foundations of what they find themselves in because they've 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 got the facility. They don't need to go anywhere. All right, there's that bit of an issue. Like, it is in Newport. It doesn't extend further than Newport City Centre, much in the way you could suggest Cardiff and its regional responsibilities. However, I digress. But um, it needs to be the hub for the region. It's a big region with a lot of good people in it and a lot of good rugby players in it. I, th I think the other thing is when when all this happened and the WIU took ownership of um, Rodney Parade, I, I feel like I remember they basically put the rent up to the extent where Newport RFC couldn't afford to play there anymore. Which is I, I don't know. I don't know if there'll be a reversal of that, but I, I feel like the mechanism might be there for there to be a reversal now. And I, I think that would be good to see because, you know, I think, I, I, I think Newport Rugby, I think Rodney Parade. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think with, with, with that, it was, you, were, you had County playing there, the Dragons playing there, and the RFC playing there, like, and that's a lot of games to try and get on. That's three home teams on one patch of grass. Well, plastic now, see. Is it plastic? Is it? Or is it that, that, that hybrid nonsense? No, no, it's it's, it's full on like uh, Cardiff. So it's um, is it? You, yeah, you see, you'll notice they've got the uh, the amber out uh, around it. That's not just dry grass. That is that was on purpose <laughs> as a design choice. Oh, it's, okay, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't I don't feel like the number of games played on it will have that much of an impact so if, i think if you were looking to maximize revenue, oh, of course yeah then i mean that's that's on. how to do it like yeah. you know uh cardiff did open the doors for yeah. teams to play on it for a long time yeah. i'm not sure if they still yeah, do they do um, to be fair like this it's very easy now to to hire the pitch but it's just always it's always yeah. hired out which is great for cardiff yeah. but it's yeah. good it's a good little link up. yeah but um, and also it's like amazing to play on the arms park you know it is I had, uh, just, uh, <clears throat> I had the privilege myself once or twice once <laughs> down to play against uh, Rabina in a in a Friday night fixture, and then uh, offer a few shandies after. And um, yeah, not a lot got done on a Saturday after that. No, I uh, <laughs> I played my last ever rugby match on Cardiff Arms Park. Not a bad place to sign off your career. No, yeah, didn't score though. <laughs> yeah, uh, in second, well, second on the docket, I suppose, is uh, Tom Francis is off to Provence then. Um, I feel like we sort of saw this one come in. It's been on the cards for a while, right? I feel like it has. I think um, 
think his Wales career is sort of teetering off now, and uh, he, he also he's not affected by the cap rule with with what he's got. And I just think a high wage bill, financial crisis in the regions, it just seemed inevitable that you know if that big money offer came for the end of his career, he'd take it. And I don't blame him. Yeah, it's like the the players' wages have been cut to a fraction, like any. And when you you live a live a lifestyle to a certain standard, then it's it's hard to come back from. Um, and uh, Provence Division Two in France. Uh, yeah, I think that, so. Probably that's, do. Yeah. that's my little bit of concern there for the player himself, and, and whether and whether Gatland changes his mind again now because. Like of the number of players that will be playing outside of Wales, is it is 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 his rule going to change from playing Wales to play for Wales, which does and would put a lot of players outside of that box? But does it benefit the team going forward for the next few years? Maybe I don't know. It's a tricky one, and it, it, it's something we talked about recently as well. Is like this trend now of Wales being a less attractive place to play your club rugby than the second tier of French rugby. Like a few players have, have gone for it. I mean, Sam yeah. Davis, uh, Ross Moriarty, yeah. and now Tom Francis. Like, what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> like, is this a sign of things to come? I mean, like, at what point does the, the third tier of French rugby become a viable alternative? Well, when the money's, when, when, when the money's there. When you fancy a hybrid yeah, of much. a box in, in a short. rugby career, I think. Yeah, Sam Davis isn't going to find himself in the middle of many dust-ups as he let's be honest well he might not, he might not want to but that's not <laughs> in that not, not really no, no. Uh, and then we've got the, the relatively unknown uh, Litterick to Cardiff another another prop on the move Does that, do I review know much about him uh, I don't to be honest um, nothing at all really and it's like I said I was, I was depending I was depending on oh. you two this week for being the uh, the, the front row representatives. <laughs> uh, from from what I've uh, gathered from other media outlets, uh, Harlequin's prop uh, alleged to be the prodigy of Adam Jones, coached I mean, by by, yeah. by the one of the greatest props the game's ever seen. But will that transpire? Well, and the other thing is, I think I read on the Glad Rugby Forum earlier that since he's been at Quinn's, I think he's had six 50-minute appearances for the seniors, you know, in so three three or four years. He's not making waves then. Yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, so protege and, and, or not. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's in his, well, Cardiff have clearly lost out on a swap there with him and Dylan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, 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 as, as long as he's, I, I, I'll, at this point, I'll take furiously competent, right? Like a, a six out of 10 every week. Who will give away one or two penalties, but get red carded? Sorry, get yellow carded not too often, and basically maybe not demolish scrums, but at least keep our own put in steady. That's what I'm, that's all I'm looking for this season. So you're looking at uh, Azarati as your number one, backed up oh. by WDK and I guess, um, I guess so. Litterick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they, and they're all Welsh qualified. So yeah, and two of them have been in the squad at the <laughs> yeah at the same time. <laughs> yeah, oh Christ, November's going to be fun. <laughs> you can't, Gatlin can't have it all. Can't have it always, can he? <laughs> he can't. No. But there you go. Uh, well, speaking of the World Cup squad, then since we last spoke, uh, besides the retirees, we've also lost uh, Ken Owens, Josh McLeod, 
and Will Davis King. They are gone and apparently not coming back. Um, and then it looks like Falato is a minor injury, but he's hoping to be right in a week. And then Owen Williams and Cuthbert as well aren't going to link up with the squad in Switzerland, but might um, meet up with them in Turkey. Any, well, I suppose the, the big one we need to talk about there really is Ken Owens. I think he's cooked. Okay. I, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's going to try his hardest now for the rest of this preseason with, with, with the Scarlets after the, and try and rehab as much as possible and get as fit as he can, as quick as he can. It's no, it's not an easy task, but I mean, rugby players don't last forever. And I think he's given very good account of himself over his career. And if he were to bow out now, nobody would be disappointed for him. Yeah, I think so. Ed, do you, do you see a sort of back door into the World Cup squad for him if some if, if another hooker goes down, perhaps? Yeah, if he, like I, I feel like reading between the lines, they're sort of leaving the door open for him a bit to come back into the squad because they haven't like completely ruled it out where, where they've been quite cutthroat with other people. Um, I feel like Mikey's right. I, I think he might still have something there and he's definitely a good backup to have if he does manage to recover in time. But um, I'm just thinking now about the amount of injuries he's had over the last, you know, two seasons, really. Like, it seems to, to you know, for someone who didn't seem to get injured that much, he seems to now all of a sudden be injured more than he's not. So that's worrying. Tends to- I think yeah, you find I think you find that sometimes where you pick up one and it becomes almost like a domino effect mm. where you mm. and I think this back injury with Ken Owens is a, is he's had a back injury before yeah so there's maybe something going on there which is underlying with him an old injury that's not quite clearing up and I think the last thing you'd want as a player or one for Ken is for him to go into the first game against Fiji in the World Cup. <laughs> slightly undercooked because yeah. of his desire to, to, to play for Wales and we all know how much is he's Captain Ken for God's sake do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. and you know, he's, he's leading the charge from the front every day of the week whenever he can so there's I think the, the well-being of the players got to be taken into consideration as well as everything yeah. else I, I think you're right um yeah, so I guess that leaves us with the players we know who are going to Switzerland. Which order should we do this? Should we do forwards first or backs first? You're, you're in charge. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, I go backs first. I don't think we ever do backs first. Yeah, I was, I, I was about to say, yeah, should we should we do this wrong? Should, well, or should we do this like as a team? <laughs> should we, we start at the, the back three and work our way uh, to the back? Yeah, let's it? do it. All right, so back three players remaining. Uh Josh Adams, Dyer, Zamet, Kai Evans, that's interesting, Halfpenny, Tom Rogers, and Liam Williams, and Cuthbert is planning to come back into the squad. If you're picking a back three out of those, who do you pick? Oh, no, Ted. Uh, Dyer, Dyer, Cuthbert. No, sorry. Dyer, Zamet, and um, Adams for me. Yeah, I've got to agree. I absolutely agree. So you're going for a Zamet full-back? Adams or Zamet? Uh, Zamet. I'm going Adams. Okay. Okay. I, I, a... I think Adams is the senior, the elder states one there. And I think he played really well on the Lions tour, cutting the line. He's an attacking, ball-in-hand full-back rather than a lofted-up kind of uh, Lear Fenny full-back. 
Fair enough. I, I I tell you what, you boys do what you what you want to see, and I'll do what I think Gatlin's going to do. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that that was yes. what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know. That. <laughs> um, I think he's clearly going to start with Liam Williams in the at fifteen. Oh. And I, I think it's going to be Zamet and Adams as the wings. Um, but I I like the look of your back three better. But Gatland's got a Gatland, didn't he? Yeah, totally. Gatland's got a Gatland. All right. Uh, centers then. We got, oh Christ, we've got a lot of centers in the in the squad. Uh, Grady, Llewellyn, North, Roberts, Tompkins, Johnny Williams, Kieran Williams. I'm going to put Tompkins down for Mikey. Jude. Jude. Who are you going for, boys? <laughs> Go on, Ed. Um... Uh, I don't want to say um, well, don't, well, don't Grady say it then. Ellen, but I just uh, no, yeah, great, oh yeah, Grady and Llewellyn, uh North on the bench. But which which way round then are you putting Grady and Llewellyn? Um Although Grady played really well for Cardiff on the wing, didn't he? But that's not the question. Um, <laughs> I think I'll go um, <laughs> uh, Grady inside, Llewellyn outside. Interesting. Um, I, I'd, have, I'd have always had them the other way around for, for Cardiff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I feel like Llewellyn's better on a crash ball, which I see as a 13, maybe. No, I don't. No, I, I see. I, I'm saying he's Robert's Mark II in that yeah, scenario. I think you're right. Yes, yeah, swap them around. Llewellyn 12 and right, Grady 12. 13. What about you, Mikey? Oh, I've got Kira Williams and George North. Uh, Kieran at 12, is it? Yeah. Okay. Clear um, Cardiff and Osprey's uh, <laughs> fans <laughs> choosing their team, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I think he's going to go Johnny Williams and George North. Tough. I, I don't not like Johnny Williams. I think he just played the back end of the season for the Scarlets. Yeah. Forced, him, forced his Definitely. way in really well and was one of the Scarlet standout players in the back line. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know. I think Kieran Williams. I know they say they say there's shades of Scott Gibbs about him, and not that you want to make that comparison. Because I think comparing players to players of a past generation is isn't good for the player of now. Mm-hmm. Like there's been loads of players compared to like Joan Lomo and stuff like, and just why yeah. is they, yeah. it's, it's never the same. Write the own history books. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, but it's just a quick. Admin question: Which one of you uh, had Zamit at fullback? It was Ed, me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> me, I, 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 Ed, I'm Ed. Who's him? All right, cool. Yeah, just I just want to make sure I've got the columns right here. All right, smashing fly halves and boys. Um, so Anscum, Bigger, and Costello are going to Switzerland. Owen Williams is probably still in the mix. Who are you both going for? Uh, bigger for me. A few stuff. What about you, Mike? <sighs> Anscum. Interesting. Interesting. Now then, what do I think he's going to do? I... Right. The the sort of like, let's make this interesting for people uh, side of me thinking, 
I think he's gonna he, he liked what Owen Williams brought in the Six Nations. I, I was very torn with Owen Williams for that second, but I think yeah the the, the, the Anscombe's ability to play the line, which seems to be the way it's gone mm. of late, is what did it for me. Yeah, what do I think Gatlin's gonna do? It uh, could be a spanner my, in the works and chuck Anscombe at fullback, start bigger at ten, oh, and have don't. Owen Williams on the bench. <laughs> For the cent- center, right, I'm going I'm, I'm to put, put Kai Evans there because I just can't think of it. <laughs> no, um, right. Oh, oh, my compass is pointing to bigger still. I think, but like when he's had hands come available, he hasn't picked bigger. Uh, uh, right. was that, I, that year where he alternated them as well. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. But, and they worked a dream. Like Anscombe was he playing did. the sixty, bigger was playing the twenty. Yeah, I think that's my like. That's what I think. So I'm Anscombe. I'm going Anscombe. Oh. Yeah, and I think incidentally. That's just the second thing where I think Gatland agrees with either of you two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scrum Arbs. Where are they? Okay. Gareth Davis, Kieran Hardy, and Thomas Williams. Uh, it's it's hard to look past how ripped Gareth Davis is looking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's doing things at Gatland. Uh... He seems to absolutely <laughs> fucking love World Cups as well. He does. Yeah. Then those interceptions. Right? Oh, yeah. really, like, Unbelievable. He just like he has he has those special moments in a World Cup. Uh, so yeah, uh, dyed his hair as well. He has you know streamlined you know. Uh, I I just have to base it on who I whose form I know more of, which is Thomas Williams, and I think um, uh, I think I'd go for Thomas Williams. How about you, Mikey? If you could promise me Gareth Davis from the previous World Cup, yeah, I'd be all over it, like 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 white on rice, yeah. But with like what Ed said, the form of Thomas Williams is he's the form nine. He's he's the starting nine. Granted, he might not have been firing the last few games for Wales, but if you've got a split A's, mm. I think. The money in the bank that Thomas Williams has has a bit more value than Gareth Davis at the minute. I think you're probably right. I, I I've put Thomas Williams down as as the Gatland choice as well. Um, so if we've got that across the board. There's there's two distinct back back lines here. <laughs> there's the the old guard, and there's an exciting fresh backline picked by the fans here. <laughs> so like let, 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 let me run you through the the Gatland. What I think the Gatland backline will be. So Thomas Williams and Anscombe. We've seen that. Uh, Johnny Williams and North, you know, not, not unfamiliar. Then a back three of Zamet, Adams, and Williams. Like, um, it, 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 you could argue that feels a bit stale. I think. Yeah, it's, it's familiar and it's it's known. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now halfbacks, I think you two and the Gatland pick. I think it's an agreement, right? It's, it's Thomas Williams and either Bigger or Anscombe, which again. We've seen that. But then the centres get interesting. So like yeah. Flewellyn and Grady or Kieran Williams and George North, that, that, those would be quite exciting. I mean, if you have them dusting off against each other in training, like you, you can yeah. see like, I, I, I just appreciate the, dyna, the diamond dynamism of Kieran Williams. Do you like, think Williams might negate North a bit in so much as if Williams is just punching holes and like, you know, Getting through first the first line defence for fun that North becomes a little less effective outside him. No, I think. Well, you look at the way sort of like uh, 
John Davis and Jamie Roberts worked together. Yeah. Jamie Roberts was the bludgeoner and Jonathan Davis was the rapier. Hitting the lines, hitting the yeah. angles. Yeah. So like you had, you had Foxy on the outside end with his with his massive handoff. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like you know, Grady has a similar powerful uh, handoff. Kieran Williams and Grady could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think give, give it see he's you've just thrown a spanner into my works <laughs> Grady is an excellent support runner and if Kieran Williams really is, is like making those busts and those holes or those half gaps and he's got Grady on his shoulder yeah. power like steaming yeah. through because obviously the yeah. thing with North is that that's North's talent of of, of yesteryear whereas like Grady's now has got that yard of pace on North I would say mm. I think so I think you're probably right actually, and yeah. so like you know that would be quite an exciting thing to see against, you know, Fiji's the first game, like they're going to be hitting hard at those two. But likewise, they won't be defending very well either. I, w- I, would, I wouldn't yeah. expect that, you know, their centres would be more attack focused. Uh, so, you know. It all depends where they play Lavani Botia. Oh, God. Yeah. oh, here's the other thing. Yeah, like we, we have to defend against <laughs> yeah. some very formidable teams. Like, you know, we're being very Welsh about this. We're thinking, right, so we're going to score some lovely tries. And look, look what happened in 2007. In France and all. Well, no, I think I, I've got a feeling. In the car park and everything. Oh. I've, got, I've got a feeling our Fiji game is in Nantes, actually. Um let me just double check that while we move on to the loose head props, right? Um, so, yeah, who are you guys going with out of Domachowski, Matthias, Nicky Smith, and Gareth Thomas? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, yeah, do you go Cardiff head or like, because I think, like you said, with known players, we know what Gareth Thomas offers, uh, you know, decent scrummager, but not a lot. Around the park, uh, yeah. Don Machowski's his scrummaging has improved a lot, uh, and he offers that bit around the park as well. Very good um, sort of uh, ball carrier at close range, as we saw. Yeah, um, uh, Matthias. I still don't know a lot about Matthias. Um, Mikey, you seem to like Matthias. Yeah. He's showed shades of some good stuff for the Scarlets. Oh, Which by the way, think... Fiji, Fiji's in Bordeaux, so that's a relief. <laughs> Thank the fixture secretary for that. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's looking looking sharp, like. But whether he's there for a World Cup starting game against Fiji, mm-hmm. and mostly Fiji Drua as well, yeah. who have been nicking edgeways mm-hmm. in Super Rugby. Um, I don't necessarily think he's there yet. I I've got a feeling like yeah, Domachowski Matthias I don't think I've got the cachet of Nicky Smith and Gareth Thomas right no. now. So I, I, I think Gatland is going to bite the bullet and finally start selecting Nicky Smith here. Oh. As as much as I'd like to see that mm. with my Osprey's cap on, but it's not it's a Nelson one, but we don't mind, we won't worry about that tonight. Who's the unicorn's that Osprey? <laughs> <laughs> jump, 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 jumping over the Ponty's bridge for the yeah. Um, I I'm all in for Domachowski. Oh, you go wow. for Domerium. I'm I, all I, in on the on 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 the proviso that Azarati is the tight end. <laughs> I I see Domer as a. 
impact sub for Wales. Yeah, I think I think at the moment I agree with you because I think he's got to kind of get his foot in the door before he starts looking at starting positions. I I think that'd be a step back from. He's been starting for Cardiff of late, and yeah. I think if with a player like that who's done great things towards the end of the season, I think you're gonna keep the ball rolling with him. Yeah, I'm not sure he's if he's developed that ability to be able to be that player that comes on and just gives 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I think they've just got to keep him away from playgrounds and. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so who, who's your pick then, uh, Ed, for for Lucid? I think to be honest, like if if this was for the Fiji game, I would just go with whoever is the better scrummager out of Nicky Smith and Gareth Thomas because. Yeah. We, look, we have an opportunity to dominate scrums in this game, win easy penalties and get up the field. So I think tactically I would just choose the better scrummager and not worry so much about their um, ability around the pitch. Yeah. Which I'd say, suppose that question is to Mikey then, who would you say is the better scrummager out of Gareth and Nicky Smith? Mm. I think... If, if that was my options, I'd be going with Nicky Smith. Yeah, I can't, I think I think uh, yeah. If, if they're close scrummaging, I would choose Nicky Smith because he does, I think, offer a bit more on the pitch as well. He's he's over the ball yeah. as well, which mm. which I don't think Gareth Thomas offers too much. No. Okay. Lovely stuff. Hockey's you know, you've, well, not... you've convinced me now to pick Nicky Smith. <laughs> okay, are we going to do a Nicky Smith full house? I think so. All right. Hooker, then. I think there's only one winner oh, here, isn't there, for all of these? Yeah, a future captain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could, well, shall we? No, let's discuss captains at the end. Uh, you can each pick a captain for your 15. <laughs> uh, but I think this I think this is going to be late, late, late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the Elias and Parry. Um, Elias is, is going on <laughs> after before Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to make it to Turkey they're going to beast him in Switzerland and then send him home are they yeah. what did Bradley Roberts have to do to not bring down a mall on your own line <laughs> get concede a penalty try and get a yellow card for your troubles if, if Mikey ever quits this podcast we just need to replay that <laughs> yeah. clip over and over again in, in response to basically any question about right yeah <laughs> This is like unforgiven. Stock, stock, it, it never will be. Let <laughs> <laughs> um, alone he's 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 a scarlet player as well, which doesn't you know spoils my palate and all. And all. I know, I know. So, I said that the mayor on the weekend. I know. And she's like, she's yeah. with, said, "Oh, I know, I know, I know." The, the airplane's about to go home now. They're tired. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna get Gatland out the way first year because out of Asarati, Francis, Lewis, and Thomas, right? When Gatland's got had his hands on Dylan Lewis for a while, he seems to start him. So I I think after his beasting, I'm I think he's gonna go with Dylan Lewis a tight head to start. Mm, not, if you got Tom Francis. not if you haven't got Tom Francis in. Yeah, I think. Uh... So you you reckon? Oh, go on. Well, no, my, my question was going to be uh, who, who are you going to pick? Francis. I'd like who's your... Yeah, on yeah, Francis. the you know, dominating scrums principle, it'd be Francis. Interesting. But I, I see where you're coming from with Dylan Lewis. 
what does it for me is that sale game. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, and it wasn't just um, Dylan Lewis; it was Carrie as well. Yeah, I mean, this this is what kind of what I'm getting at, though. So, like, I feel like Gatland in an extended camp brings out the best in him because Ed and I used to be part of this game where we would um, select, we try and guess Gatland's twenty three ahead of the weekend. Um, and I would always be surprised by how consistent he was picking Dylan Lewis mm. during a World Cup, even though he might not necessarily have been who we thought was the stronger player. I think the thing is, but you can sometimes when it comes to front rowers, you can play with it a bit in game. Yeah, because I'm in game cash out. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> like, say now let's let's say now he starts Dylan Lewis against Fiji, yeah. and let's say uh, Tommy the Terra is on the bench. Yeah. Um, you can sub off Dylan Lewis early to put Tom Francis on to then uh, sort of like Harlequin's blood capsule in the mouth Tom Francis off again for the last 20 minutes and bring Dylan back on <laughs> yeah I, I can't uh, despite Gatland you know waterboarding people this week I don't, I don't see him stooping to bloodgate levels <laughs> I'm not saying it's bloodgate but I say you can play around with your front row as, as much as anything you can it's all to do with the, the technicality of whether it's a replacement or a substitution what what game was this done to like destruction? Was it that Wales France game of who Six Nations it's like back? This, the hundred minute match or something when only Antonio uh, was like on, he was off, and he was up, he was down. Was it an injury? Was it a substitution? And they, they did the same thing in Leicester as well. Uh, didn't they? Leicester, Leicester, Leicester like, Bristol with John O'Foa. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, the coaches got involved. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. was not a happy yeah. man. <laughs> No, I reckon there'll be PhD thesis is written on this. Like, there's, there's enough data. This. Um, interestingly, on Henry Thomas, um, Mike, remember you mentioned before we started that Altrad uh, thinks that he's actually going to stay in France. So I don't think this will affect his Wales chances because he ha- hasn't been capped as yet. As yet, I think. But it's if prob- on his next contract renewal yeah. thereafter, he's going to need to be. In Wales, and before uh, Moad uh, Altrad had uh, backed uh, Henry Thomas to stay in Montpellier, um, all eyes were on him going to the Ospreys as a sort of mm. swap for Tom Francis. But that doesn't need to happen now, which I suppose gives way to our Lord and Saviour, Rhys Henry, to um, <laughs> uh, anchor the scrum for the, for the Ospreys for the rest of his days in my humble opinion if um if we had to say which of those tight heads is leaving the squad i kind of feel like this weakens henry thomas's position now i think so yeah like it's, it's an interesting place to be for me that like Aserati and dylan lewis like one of them is going to be playing in the in the world cup because they haven't well Aserati did have a good tail end of the season but he's unproven at international level I Azarati, I think you like him a lot. Don't you? Yeah, as much in the, in the same vein as Domachowski. Yeah, and they would have been warriors. Well, less we say, less we say about that, the better. <laughs> this this isn't Gaelic football. You don't have to pay for your county. <laughs> but um, if them two can fire each other off, spark each other off in terms of scrummaging. I think there is a you just have got to find a hooker that's going to fit in the middle, much much like sort of with 
Um, look, look, they're Gethin Jenkins and Adam Jones. Yeah. I mean, they had a few hookers between them. Um, maybe that's maybe we should sort of caveat that playing hookers, rugby players, not hookers in another sense, maybe. <laughs> so let's let's get that yeah. out of the way, even. <laughs> I, I I think yeah. Do you know what? If you keep saying Domachowski Lake and Aserati to me, oh. Yeah, man it does alive. sound like it, the it future future front row, doesn't it? Like, and they look yeah. nasty. They, they all look nasty as well, don't they? They do actually, and like we've had a real dearth of truly, truly nasty players for a while in Wales. Yeah. Like, I can't think of the last player we've got. Maybe I don't even think Ross Moriarty was truly nasty. Really, he had, he had a reputation to keep up, didn't he? Yeah, is sort of like this family history sort of put that on his back kind of thing, and. And he, and he did race with now and again when he tried sort of strangling the Argentinian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. That was rough. <laughs> All right. Um, so you boys are doing Nicky Smith-Lake and Tommy Francis, so I think, is where we landed. That's where I'm going, yeah. Six six nations out there after, I think, Azarati Lake and Bonchowski uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are, are the boys for the job. And, and I, I think he's going to go Smith-Lake-Lewis. All right. Um, we need a lock partnership out of Beard, Carter, Reese Davis, Dav Jenkins, Will Rollins, Chris Schinzer, and Teddy Williams. Uh, Rollins and Schinzer. Yeah. Rollins and Schinzer. Oof, beefy. Yeah, same for me. Wow. Going with what I want. Wow. I just put I just put Will stroke Rollins. <laughs> Will Rollins, Will Rollins. <laughs> And Shinza, uh, Shinza. If, if if Shinza can play like like he does as a second rower, I mean around the park, then um, it's like having an extra back row in the park. And yeah. then Will Rowlands is a is a is a stallion carrying. Yeah, I, I see I see Gartland picking Will Rowlands, and I think he might go beard over Shinza. He didn't. He had opportunities yeah. to pick Shinza, and he hasn't picked him. Yeah, it's a it's a weird. I, I see, oh, yeah. There's a weird sort of um, reluctance from Gatland not to pick Shinza, and it baffles me to be honest. But there's lots of talk about Beard being a potential captain or co-captain as well, which yeah. makes me think that Gatland still rates him quite highly. Yeah, yeah. And there's been something in the press of late saying how well he's doing in camp as well. Yeah. Uh, Adam Adam Beard, which doesn't fill me with joy. But <laughs> it's huh. it, it, we, we Gatlin obviously knows what he wants, and he will pick what he will, will do. Gatlin things, yeah, yeah. Now then, I'm about to read out the back rows from which we'll be choosing, and suddenly it feels like the weakest crop of back rows we've had for a while. Oh God, um, it's not it's not it's, it's not particularly weak, but like just compared to the the riches we had 18 months ago, say. Comparative, I think, isn't it? Like, I think there's, yeah. I think there's a back row there which is capable of competing, but what does that look like? Yeah, the so what we're looking at is Tane Basham, Tane Plumtree. More on him <laughs> in a bit. Uh, Toby Falato, who will be rejoining the squad in a in a week or two, apparently. Dan Lydia, Jack Morgan, Tom Raffle, and Aaron Wainwright. Uh, it's tricky, isn't it? So, shall we cover Tain Plumtree first? Because you know, we didn't do this in the news. Mm. Sounds like a bit of a utility back rower, boys. Yeah, I mean, I know nothing about him other than the Wales Online article I've read, and they suggest that he could play across the back row. 
yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, potential to be an exciting player because <laughs> no one knows anything about him. But I suppose yeah, you've got to ask the reasons for him coming over if they weren't for international opportunities. And how good is he if he's chosen to leave Super Rugby for Scarlets? Well, what I I have heard that part of the deal was if I come over, stick me in the World Cup squad. And in in the actual squad that actually travels to France from Turkey. Oh, I, I think <laughs> get, put put me in the camp. Mm. I think um, I'm I'm hoping that Gatlin's got the sort of autonomy where he can say, well, he's not good enough. He can't come to. He can't go to play. Like and and that kind of player power shouldn't be allowed. I mean, we've had elements of player power previously in the Wales camp, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a. That was a year, wasn't it? God, <laughs> in, 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 interesting to say the yeah. least. Yeah. But okay, uh, yeah, uh, this uh, old young young Plumtree, um, his father John Plumtree used to coach Swansea back in the pre-regional era, mm-hmm. and um, he's been playing for Wellington in the uh, Mitre Ten or the MPC or whatever they call it, and then Auckland in Super Rugby. Yeah. Uh, sort of the, sorry, Oakland Blues is super, super rugby, or the Blues, or whatever they call themselves. I can say it now, right? Because it's not Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> keep 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 your belt yourself. <laughs> but um, I think watch some sort of highlights, and you sort of get getting around pretty well, and sort of uh, playing the ball off the floor kind of thing. Sort of the one hand pass away, sort of like it's sort of. Looking like the old and a bit of an all rounder as well, but yeah, where's he? Where, 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 what is his position? Kind of thing is it six, seven, eight? And yeah. I'm not sure if he's an eight right now. He doesn't have the uh, doesn't appear to have the um power. So, I I think we're all gonna pick Falato at eight, right? You, Ed, and Gatland, yeah, yeah. Um, so that leaves blind side and open side tricky. I, I. I, I just, I, I think Gatlin's going to go Jack Morgan on six, Raffle on seven, and Falato on eight. I think that's uh, where we're going. I don't know, see. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that, um, like you said, you said just now, like the, the, the depth of, of the positions aren't quite there as it stands. Um, yeah. I don't think we've got the luxury to be able to think we can play two sevens at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think that horses need to be put on the correct courses, and Wainwright is an out and out six. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of a seven, I think you need Tane Basham, uh, Tommy Raffle, and Jack Morgan just dust each other off in France and uh, in 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 camp and in training. And seeing who comes out on top, and, okay. and I think what's, that's what's a seven. Merry, it's a seven merry-go-round, really. Yeah, um, cool. they all have their merits. They yeah. could all do things a bit better. I think maybe uh, I don't think there's much to pick between Raffle and Basham. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Jack Morgan takes it by by a whisker. I mean, to have them all firing at once would be amazing. Yeah, but sure. then. The, the the most competitive open side has been left at home. Yeah. Well, more on that some other time, maybe. 
Oh, did you just... You know, I, I feel like every time we record that, motorbike goes past my house. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Yeah. 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 For of, they're recording for the first time in a month, right? This will show him. <laughs> yeah, that was probably JB from uh, Egg Chasers. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like what we were saying about him. Off air. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Mikey, to recap, then you've gone Wainwright, Morgan, and Falato for yep. your back row. Ed, do you deviate from that blueprint very much? Uh, I feel like Morgan was playing six mostly, hasn't he, for Wales so far? Gatlin's been playing him a six. and yeah. But that's when we had Tipperick at seven. But I would oh, say Morgan. Blast from the past. Who? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, you can't go say things like that. I feel like um, Morgan's played very well at six for Wales. Uh, okay, with Tipperick at seven. But um, mm. I think, uh, I mean, personally, I would have a, a seven playing for Wales who isn't even in this, this training squad, but that's by the by. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I would go Morgan at six and probably uh, Raffle at seven. Uh, with yeah. with Fala Tower eight, which we've all established. Yeah, I've 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 done that exact same thing for Gatland. Um, yeah, uh, right. I'm having a brain fart, boys, and just in case any of our listeners are as well, who is this seven we've left at home? <laughs> well, he plays. Um, <clears throat> Ed, 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 does he play? Uh, I think I think it's um, in the east of Wales, kind of like yes. east central east Wales. Yeah. Uh, South Central, yeah, yeah, kind of uh, capital city. I think it is. Blue, blue, blue coming to mind. Uh, uh, you, you talk about both of you. <laughs> oh, is, that, is, is, is that what they call him these days? Uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's two, to be honest. I'm on about uh, young as well as both of them. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh. honestly, I've been out the game too long. Yes, of course. I mean, and I, I, I think this brings us on to a wider point, right? If you are. Young or both, um, or any of the others who've been left out, and Plumtree sort of negotiated this. Morgan Morris, yeah, <laughs> like you, you are going to be a bit like, well, what's the fucking point of playing rugby in Wales anymore? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. if if there were if there are no family reasons for Young, especially like to stay in Wales, I would be straight onto my agent's phone and being like, get me the highest paid contract in Japan or France you can find. I'm, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Like, so I'm going Tom Young would have a field day in Japan. Go and have a season in the MLR. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go go play for the Legion. And, like, yeah. That's an up and coming league, that is. That's one to keep an eye right on up leading up to when they host the World Cup. At, at some point, like, yeah, in the run up to that, America is going to sex up the MLR. Oh, my at, God. At yeah. it, at it, it, like, like they 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 launch. I I think they all launch their kits on the same day. You know, everything's like nice and coordinated. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, is it New England Free Jacks? Yeah. No, then yeah. that's a jersey. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to love the Giltinis stuff as well until they went under. <laughs> I mean, imagine naming a rugby club after a fictional cocktail like it. <laughs> what a move! It's, it's American. It's a very American thing to do. Yeah. What, what was that one we invented that time? Is it the Parisian Wolf? <laughs> Yeah, we could have the Todd Revel Parisian Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Uh, right, I think that's enough on the squad, is it, lads? Yeah, I think we could we could keep go, doing it to oh, death, gosh. couldn't we? But I think yep. uh, yeah. three unique teams there. Yeah. 
Uh, quick word on the under 20s then. So they, they are playing in a World Cup of their own right now. Uh, Shall we cover the narrow loss to New Zealand? We were on top for most of that game. Very much so. Yeah. Um, New Zealand scored first, took it a 5 0 in the first few minutes. And I thought, uh, and Hugh Doth, the floodgates open. Mm. But um, Wales just fizzed right up for yeah. the rest of the half and stuck three tries on New Zealand on the bounce. And I thought, and one, dis- one disallowed as well, if I recall correctly. There was a either a knock on or an offside given against us. Ooh, I'll take your word for that. I can't quite remember. I, but, I was watching this sort of in work, so I was a bit one eye on it. And yeah, was, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I feel like I, I remember a disallowment, disallowed try as well. But the second half, two different teams come out. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, is it? Because on paper, a close loss to the All Blacks looks good, but then France destroyed them. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know, are the New Zealand under-20 team the team that they used to be? I don't think New Zealand are who they used to be anyway. I mean, Yeah, I mean, more on their kit later. But... <laughs> I think, yeah, um, like... oh, yeah, I think, I think they're not who they are, but I also think France are leagues ahead of a lot of teams at the moment. Yeah. And then we the second game then was um, Japan, which was looking shaky for a while. Mm. And then the floodgates opened after a yellow card that got upgraded to a red. Now, in real time, I, I sort of thought yellow looked about right, but then I saw the damage the guy did to the guy's arm. Mm, yeah. I just thought, yeah, I, I, I quite like this upgrading system. It, I think it keeps the game playing, doesn't it? I mean, you can... Yeah. I don't know whether, like, it's another card... Is it a report? The players yeah. on report, and they're off until a decision is made. Yeah. Or is it a yellow card that gets gets escalated to, to a red? I kind of like it because, like, for the most part, I think the ref knows it's going to be a card. Yeah. And if it's going yeah. to be a card, then the person will be off for ten minutes. And if they're off for ten minutes, you might as well use that time to. Yeah, definitely. Decide if the sanction is increased. I, I kind of I'm okay with that. Um, I, I will miss. The, the discussions on the field if it, if they <laughs> aren't what they currently are like I love them I, I I thought in that decision making it did bring a little bit more drop imagine having that for a full a full phase 16 fixture yeah I suppose you're in right it. like yeah. you know what I mean where like it haven't got to be Japan it could be it could be Wales and England like in the yeah. Six Nations in the last day of the Six Nations for the Grand Slam yeah and yeah. I don't know let's say let's pick, pick a naughty boy in the English team any, any naughty boys in the English team anymore well, the one that immediately sprung to mind who doesn't actually play for England is Callum Clark. I hate that guy. Um, uh, naughty boys in the England team. Joe Marla. Y- yeah. Oh, well, oh, oh, Owen Farrell hasn't got any arms, has he? Farrell's got no arms. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That's, it's the perfect time to sort of absolutely scrutinize Farrell to within an inch of his playing days. Yeah. He so won't be on the pitch to argue. No. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's I think. Point. And, and, that's rescue. the other thing, yeah. The, the the sanctioned player won't be able to do any back chatting because yeah, because he'd be off and yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine if it happened to Faz. Oh yes, please. <laughs> I can just see him on the bench. <laughs> that frown, just permanent, so cemented frown. <laughs> Some, I, I, somebody said once he's got the opposite of a receding hairline. It just seems to continue <laughs> to encroach down his forehead until <laughs> it comes older. to a, until it comes to a full beard. Yeah. Yeah. The cousinette of uh, the Adams family. Full on Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca with a northern accent. Oh, 
Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's undefeated France next. Uh, as you said, they've hammered New Zealand. They won the last two Junior World Cups in 2018 and 2019. Been a while since you've had one, but you know there was a plague. Um, <laughs> a fast, I suppose, boys. Uh, France, I think, will yeah. win. Uh, yeah. It's on tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, the 4th. <laughs> July. <laughs> 2023. I think... Um, we, I think... we didn't rehearse that, Mikey. That was... Uh... Wasn't it? No, no, I don't believe it. Symbiotic relationship. <laughs> um, I think Wales... Like, you don't want to... You don't wanna... You you know you never want to coach a team to be negative, but as a as a fan, I think uh, I would I would just be like, let's just stay as close to them as we can score wise to try and you know get sneak in second place over New Zealand. Yeah, make them nervous. Yeah. Um, like make sure what possession you do have, you're smart as to whether you keep the ball or kick for territory. Yeah. Um. You, you basically, you can't let. France put you under the sort of pressure they want to put us under. Yeah, we need to make sure that you know it's it's good. Like remember in the first half of the uh, Wales women's game against England, mm. where mm. we had them rattled. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We didn't cap. We didn't capitalize in the end. But like I think that's the way to bring down a giant, so to speak. Yeah, Rattle. yeah. Go at them with everything you got for the first twenty minutes, and then uh, let's see if they can come back with a bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he'll uh, well. I, I I expect France to win, but it'll well. He'll certainly be at least interesting for a time. So, in what might be quite a difficult section for a for an audio based podcast, uh, we're gonna have a little chat about Rugby World Cup jerseys so far, aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. So uh, most well, all of these um, I have sourced from at rucked underscore mag on Twitter, uh, run by Josh from Blood and Mud. He seems always to be the first port of call for rugby jersey news. So if that's the sort of thing you like, go and take a look. It's class. Uh, boys, have you have you got the pictures up so we can... Yep. Let's, let's just go through them in order then. So there's been an apparently leaked South Africa jersey, which to me looks like a green waste bag <laughs> that you might find on the side of a street, actually. There's echoes of Saracens there. The, the sort of transitionary hoops. Yeah, and I don't like it. If if this is accurate, yeah, I can't say I'm a fan. Yeah, I oh, think um, it, there's something familiar about it. Like it's it's a kit yeah. I've seen before, but I if it, you know even with that, I still don't think it's a nice kit. And there's there's a lot going on on the front as well. You've got the the Protea on the left, the Springbok on the right, the mm. Nike in the middle, and then the sponsor on the placard. Yeah, now if they do a Rugby World Cup version of this, they lost the sponsor will go, the Rugby World Cup logo will appear, and yeah, you know, all of a sudden it's going to look equally cluttered, especially around the chest there. Yeah, mm. there's a lot going on. There'll, there'll be a lot going on. Uh, Tonga appear to have kept a simple, nothing really going on there. It's, it's red with a dark red bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Classic like, Tonga. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, it's it's things. It's kit like that. Kits like that, like Tonga, sort of restore your faith in the ability of a country to be able to provide uh, find a kit supplier that which will do which will do them justice there's, which there's i'm sure nice, we'll come on to later nice subtle pattern isn't it uh, yeah which is not overbearing and it doesn't yeah. draw your attention from what it is 
I think you're right. I quite like it, actually. It's kind of classy. Mm. Uh, right. Speaking oh. of classy, Argentina oh. home and away. Oh, oh my giddy oh. aunt. <laughs> Nike plus rugby plus Argentina equals... <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah. It's how, just... How... Oh God! How regal! How regal is that away kit? Like, <laughs> un, un, unbelievable. I mean, the, the pair of them, like classically blue and white stripes, yeah. obviously. But like when I when I seen um, Matera and the boys play with that white stripe across, it was like, ah, oh, you remind me yeah. of, of, a, of a polo playing jersey. But that didn't matter. This is Argentinian dignitaries mm. coming to visit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's. I and don't also ha- fuck shit up. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. How how Argentina just keep keep doing it? Like, why why spoil the classic and they continue not to spoil the classic? Yeah, the the pressure is always on, but they deliver. Mm. Right yeah, there. New Zealand. Designed by Dunelm. Okay, look. <laughs> the Dunelm All Blacks. Oh, that's got a bit of a two to it, like, isn't it? Uh, I mean, like we were talking earlier about how the myth might have been punctured around the All Blacks, and like this jersey isn't helping, is it? It's <laughs> no, just, it's, it's kicked it in the guts and sent it home. Yeah, like imagine doing the hacker in that. Oh, you'd be laughed <laughs> off. You're gonna be laughed at the world rugby. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I recommend anybody who's, who's listening to this just just go to that Twitter account, Rucked underscore Mag, and just go go to their posted media and just scroll through these as we're chatting because some of like this this All Blacks kit is. Laughably garbage. Do you remember they did the the blackest kit ever back in 2015? I like that. Yeah, and they made a big deal about how like it's the darkest black we could possibly put on a jersey. Yeah, and yeah. then this because there wasn't yeah. the whole thing like they even old like you know designed black boots that all their players had. They could mm. they could yeah. wear their own yeah. boots, and uh, yeah, that that's how you create a myth. I, I will it say is. the away jersey. I love it. Yeah, flat out. It's it's very it, cricket. It's like, <laughs> I mean, compared to the to the to the home jersey, it, it's it's chalk and cheese, and like that's how not to spoil a jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect away jersey for me. Uh, right, Portugal. You guys aren't a f- aren't fans, you? The fact is, Macron doesn't help. You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, like there's just something about that pattern that's very like lino take. Grand grandma's house, you know, table cover. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's just not, uh, it's not doing it for me. It, it sort of, you know, knowing that Wales have got a Macron jersey as well, and if it's, mm. if this is the caliber of design, the the time and effort and energy Macron have put into designing an international World Cup rugby jersey, then my God, man, what are we going to come out with? Are we going to come out of it alive? Well, this must be my forbidden love this week because uh, I actually really like them. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I I know I should be disgusted, but I can't stop looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Japan, they've rehashed the 2019 kit, which is a good and, kit, but it's well also done, a shame. And well done, Japan, for for just you know sticking with. Yeah, uh, I, I because it was such a distinctive design last time out. I kind of feel like. They have to change it, lest we make make this criticism. But they have. They've changed the collar, have they? <laughs> I think they've changed the collar, and it feels like they made the um, sort of armor plating style a bit more sh- sh- slick and streamlined. It doesn't seem as chunky as it was in the twenty nineteen kit, but still too similar for me to for, to it to feel like a different kit. 
and do, in, do, do we think go, they've stuck with the navy and gold for the away jersey? Yeah, I should say so. I would just, yeah, it's, it's just very synonymous with like Japan and international kits. Yeah. And uh, they, there is a little nod to um, the France embedded in the uh, Japan jersey, if you can see that there, just between the uh, World Cup logo and the uh, the Blossom. Oh, and the fleur, the yeah. fleur de lis. Mm. Lovely. The tire plow in. Um, Australia. This is going to divide opinion, isn't it? I, I quite like the uh, home jersey. I think it's the right colour gold. Yeah. Yellow. It's yellow. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, the away jersey. I just don't, I don't think I like it. Ooh. It looks more like a t-shirt, doesn't it? Like, you know, like a, just a... Yeah, I could have bought that in Burton Men's Way, like, yeah. seven years ago. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, I'm a fan. I quite, I quite like the um, the colour combos and the patterns. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, would, I would buy that over the home shirt. I think, again, with, with this Australia jersey, you've got to really try to muck it up. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not too much of a fan of it. It's the funny old collar there with like South Africa had it for a time, didn't they? Like the funny sort of cut out collary bit, like little little bib. Mm. Yeah, um, I I'm not sold on on Australia's jersey either. I either one think, of them, I'll be honest. So the the away jersey is a white crew neck with green indigenous sort of accents, but like I feel like it's a bit phoned in because they don't expect to use it unless Romania get to like the quarterfinals or whatever. Yeah. So it's, I, I think it's, it's part of sort of each team has to have two jerseys, yeah. a jersey and an alternate. You don't see many away Australia jerseys unless it comes to a World Cup. Yeah. And then, so Islands has apparently been leaked. And if it if this is the Island jersey for the next couple of seasons, it is the wrong green and it oh looks my, garbage. Yeah. Yes. It's just all wrong. Everything about I mean, it. And they say red and green should never be seen and they're bloody right. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's not the right green, is it? Unless there's no. something going on in this photo, I can't quite figure out. But like, no, no, it's it's like, it's that, that that's the kind of color green that makes me feel instantly sick. Yeah, it's too. You're sick, um... of, you're sick of Ireland in the world in in, in Six Nations anyway. If you, if you look at it long enough, it becomes like a weird blue. Mm. Mm, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> bad. Uruguay, however, oh, they've blue nailed on the purpose. Yeah, they they've nailed your wages, haven't they? That is a good colour. Yeah. It's like a sort of a burnt yellow, I want to say. Hmm. And a, a brand I've not heard of before, Flash. And they're doing a flashy job with it. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the first ones to blink were France, as you might expect. I this I think this dark blue is going to divide opinions. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it clearly yeah. didn't divide opinions, did it? <laughs> Well, there we are. Now, I, I don't want to linger too, <laughs> too long on this, boys, because, uh, as I said, this is a mostly an audio experience. Yeah. So that was entirely for the benefit of anybody who's been thinking about Rugby World Cup kits and has seen them. <laughs> so what, yeah. I, what, I, what I do like about France for these, um, no, they, they, they're embody, em, embodying the uh, tricolour, like, they, with the uh, yeah. Yeah, it's class. red, white, and blue. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so my forbidden love is the Portugal kit. Ed, you said that uh, you had one. Yeah. So strangely, for some reason on my social media feeds, I've been getting uh, historic um, New Zealand and Australian rugby footage of like oh, um, one of them was a rugby league final 
from the 80s. And another one was um, just a, a union game between, I think, Auckland and someone in the 80s as well. And uh, I just found myself hooked on the violence that was involved in these matches. Like <laughs> the rugby league game especially was almost, it was almost like they were trying to decapitate each other. And oh, um, yeah. It was just like head on head. They were just arms like flailing around, just catching people. Like one guy grubbed through. Um, it was this was in the rugby league game. Grub, grubbed through. Uh, the fullback uh, just easily gathered it, and the chasing player just basically just close <laughs> clotheslined him and just took him out. But like the ref's just like, oh, oh no, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> first tackle. <laughs> it was just. I think the reason is a forbidden love for me is like I was actually quite enjoying it and thinking, you know, it was a bit of a nostalgia because it's like, do you do remember seeing these sorts of highlights when you were younger? Yeah. Um, and like, it was like Bright, Brian Moore's big hits or something. Was that a thing? Some vague memory of something like that. But um, yeah, so like for pure nostalgia reasons, I like, I love those videos and like, I just, you know, I'm glad I never played rugby when it was like that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I was uh, entertained for sure. That, that, want, is, you, that is forbidden. Like, you, you, you want some cathartic sort of like crashing into each other. You go and watch some videos of Sonny Bill Will from his days with Sydney Roosters when he was about 18 years old. That boy had some anger issues. Man, <laughs> did he have some anger issues. Excellent. Mikey, did uh, did you have one for us? Or, um, uh... Nick Tonkins. Nick Tonkins? Oh. Nick Tonkins. No, 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 no. Oh, this is not a lot of love. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> right, no. Go, Nick Tompkins, yeah. It's, no, it's on the list, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not it's Mikey not. loves Nick Tonkins. No, it's right. not. <laughs> All right, is is that a good place to end uh, tonight? Yeah. yeah, it's been good. Enjoyed it. All right, you've let yourself down there, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let I, myself I think... down the podcast down. The followers, I, fans. I've got a feeling the next time we meet might be to discuss the teams going into the warm ups. It's coming on quick. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So have you got South Africa and England twice? So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll see how much of our. Uh, predictions come true there is it yeah that'll be interesting actually looking forward to that yeah lovely stuff all right well i'm just going to say thanks for listening uh please do tell your friends like us subscribe to us we're available wherever you get your podcasts should have said that at the start i don't know why though because if you're listening you already know that (laughs) (laughs) this is just one of those paradoxical things we all say but yes uh, thank you so much for listening and goodbye bye